What's going on, y'all? This is your host with the most, so have a toast, Leader Johnson, and we are on Follow Leader Sports Podcast. How you doing? This is Villanova Radio. We going we going to do two segments. We are definitely getting into some. Listen, Zuby, Edge of Four. He was a um, twenty twenty one four star. Excuse me, twenty twenty two. Um, Zuby Edge of Four. He was uh, ranked fifty seven. 57th in the nation, 6'8", 215. For everyone thinking that this guy is going to play center, no. He's a power forward. He's a guy that has uh, – he can red shirt. He has eligibility left. He is going to visit Nova. This could be something big here. Um, This is interesting. Interesting here, real interesting. If they get Zuby, that's a good future piece, a good guy playing power forward. That kid. this is this is interesting. This is a um, a visit, immediate visit. Zuby Ejiofor is a guy that um I think with him being a twenty twenty two class guy, and you look at what Villanova is doing now with twenty twenty four, that would make up. You got Jordan Dumont, and you have Zuby coming. That would be another good talent. The thing is, Jordan Dumont needs to get more credit, man. I mean, go <laughs> too many times. And I think people got so spoiled with Jay Wright and stars. And because, I mean, you know, the more they won, man, everybody wanted to go to Nova. You just picked on, it was just all about, okay, are they going to play me? You know, and Jay Wright had his way. I mean, if he thought you wasn't ready, you wasn't ready. And, and that's all it went to. Now, Jordan Dumas is a three-star player. Should be four star, all around talent. He's like a taller Kerry Kittles. Um, he can play, and then he gives you Josh Hart vibes. Like it's like Josh Hart, Kerry Kittles. He can shoot from the outside. He can, you know, you think of Kerry Kittles. When you talk about jo- driving to the hole or rebound or passer, you think more of Josh Hart. I mean, he's really a good player, and I'm really anxious to see. You know, I can't wait to see him get on the floor and play ball. Um, on this front court, you're going to have um, uh, Jordan Longino, and you're going to have Trey Patterson. For those who don't believe in Trey Patterson, what is you expect Villanova to do? Now, you got Hakeem Hart now. If you don't get another big to start, Hakeem Hart would be at the four. No doubt about it. Six eight. You should know about the type of size they put at the four. You know, if you're six seven, you gotta be at least two thirty. You know, six eight, you could be two twenty two. You could play in the Villanova offense at the four. Um, when you talk about this team, the Naheem McLeod, he went to the Syracuse visit. Um, you know, we see what he's doing. He's enjoying himself. I mean, I mean, people are wanting him. He's back in the recruiting field. But he definitely has Villanova in high favor. Villanova's at the top. I mean, you look at the interview I had with him. I mean, he talks highly of Villanova. He would love to come home and play. This would be where he would go. So if Villanova wants him, he's there. Now, Villanova's at the Grant Nelson, the uh, Zuby Edge of Four. Anybody in the portal, you know, he's like, they like Howie. they you know, in the NFL, when anybody goes up for trade, Howie at least going to make a call. 
So you know he's in on it. He's like, you just know by now. And in Villanova, it seemed like anybody hitting the portal, that's you know, that's a front court player. They in on it. You know, after Dickinson went, they 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 now I, I definitely talked to coaches and it's a backup plan. So they are trying to get a big for this class. Six eight two fifteen edge of four is not it. He's not the guy. I'm not saying he's not gonna commit. I'm saying that he's not the guy they're just looking for. They want another big. I mean, just just keep this in mind. The red shirt. He has a red shirt available, and he has three years of eligibility. If they can get this guy to red shirt this year, and then bring him in next year when everybody's gone, everybody. I mean, this. Think about it. Dixon Moore. Uh, I think Armstrong stays. I think he won't, even though he'll be in. But he just, it just won't be his time. The next year will be when he'll get a lot of, a lot of run. I think being a junior like Jalen Brunson was, is how long uh, Armstrong will be here. Um, at the small forward position, I mean, I know we got Longino, and this man's talented. He's super talented. He was just injured, and everybody just all of a sudden forgetting. This man's super talented. He can light it up. But Jordan Dumont is a talent. There's two small forwards, you know, in that realm. And then you got the 2024 class. Khalid Williams comes in. Um, he isn't committed, of course. But this is who I'm thinking. I think uh, right now is Khalid Williams, uh, Jaleel Bethia. Um, on a better note, you just got to wait. On a lot, I think those are the two. Just like I thought, Justin Moore and uh, Eric Dixon was going to commit for the first two um, of their class, and they did. I think it's a big tug of war. I think it's going to be four though. Sir Muhammad, he's there. He likes Villanova. Um, Thomas Sorba, I just don't see his fight if he's committing in sept in the fall, September, October. I don't think we just got to see what happens because those might not be the final schools, man. That's, that's a long time. We got to wait on Sorba. He, and Villanova's in high favor, but you got to wait when it's that long because if he was that sure with that five, he would have committed next week. He would have well, two weeks. You know, you ain't going to wait all the way to another season. So you got to wait on that. Villanova's in favor. They're recruiting him. He's got a, he had a visit. Uh, we'll see how this interview goes. We're contacting him. Um, so, the guys I'm still thinking, no question. Um, you got to look at um, Boogie Flynn is another one to look at. That, that's a toss-up, too. Like, Boogie, they are recruiting him hard. I didn't think they recruited him that hard. I, you know, I thought if you're thinking Jay Wright, you know, if you look at a five-star, you got to see who's recruiting him and where his hype is at. Because, you know, Jay Wright don't spend that time, but it's a little different. You know, I think you just got to see just like the Jalen Green recruiting and just like the uh, Cam Reddish. Well, Villanova's dead to the end with Cam Reddish. Um, but definitely to look at Villanova in that round with Boogie Flan, they could. You're going to have to wait. It could happen. Marcus Allen is another one. He has a visit that he's going to schedule. Um, thinking about this class not only Boogie Flynn who was the 6th rated 
player in the 2024 class. Like, that's that's a big recruit to go after, and they're going after them. VJ Edgecombe, another one. Then they just gave Curtis Givens the third, another four-star point guard offer. Jaden Glover is a guy who I think is a favorite to, for them to land. Jaden Glover, that's one of the guys I feel like is a favorite for them to land. Isaiah Abraham, you got to see, it comes down to that last spot. Isaiah Abraham's another one. Then you got Christian Bliss, who's called them a dream school. So those are still my four. But it could still be different because of Isaiah Abraham, because of Sir Muhammad, Billy Richmond. There's so many different. Now they're throwing offers at guys like, okay, I see these guys taking visits. Bliss has went up in the rankings. Bliss is a four-star. 111 rank by 247. Isaiah Abraham, four-star, 102 rank. Then you got Billy Richmond, who's number 83 rank. Number four, a shooting guard. You know, Abraham's a small forward. Bliss is a shooting guard. Then you come with Curtis Givens III, who was another four-star point guard out of Mount Verde. Could they go that route? They're they're looking looking at this. Then you talk about a big guy. Thomas Sorber is definitely a priority. They want a big. So the four I'm choosing, either they're going five or somebody's coming out. But right now, Sorber, who to see who, who commits or who offers Sorber and makes Sorber competition that Nova can't get right now. But the four guys, for sure, right now, you're looking at someone commit, will be Glover, Bliss, Bethia, and Williams. Been the priorities for a very long time. But Villanova is still looking at guys who could commit before that. Boogie Flynn, they are at Boogie Flynn. And if Boogie Flynn commits, then that could be trouble for Bethia. It could be trouble. It could be. But they still could snag the field, get two guards, and still get Khalid Williams and Thomas Sorber. That could, if they get Bookie Flynn, that could be a whole new. But Jaden Glover is so on; he loves Villanova. The interview with him, he loves Villanova, and he talked to Bliss. That's big when you got two recruits that talk to each other. Those two guys look like Villanova. So just look how things go with the transfer portal. I would not be very surprised to see Villanova get five recruits. But we got to see if Sorba, <laughs> he's going to change those schools. If Villanova makes the final cut, we're going to see that. But Villanova's going to go after them, so I think they're going to be in the final cut, no question. Who else is going to offer Sorba? Right now, I think, yeah, Villanova definitely has a high chance over those programs. But it's the other programs are still, you know, you got to look at it. Where Villanova is at right now. And it's other teams that's trying to rebuild and that would give maybe him a bigger chance. But if Sorba commits to this school, to Villanova, and you're looking at Nana Najoku, Yes, he's going to have to wait in the trenches. Talking to the coaches, listen, Nana Njoku was in favor. He's definitely going to be the next center after Dixon, or he'll be the next power forward. One thing's for sure, next year, this year, and next year, he's going to get time. He's going to get time this year and get more time next year. They're going to use Nana Njoku. They're going to use him. They're high on him. They're going to use him. Trey Patterson is going to get used. People are all down on Trey Patterson. No, they like Trey. They love Trey Patterson. 
And Nana Najoku was another guy, but they need ready centers. They get McLeod. He has two years left on it. I mean, Nana Najoku was 6'10", 245. That right there was solid problems. You still got, if you get Zuby on the commitment, Zuby will back up. While Nana Najoku is a, a guy with experience that would play and be at the four. He'd be better at the four. Now, he can play more center than Dixon with his size, but he'd be better at the four at 16, 245 with his length, and he has a little bit of uh, – uh, he has a solid jumper, not a real – you know, but he was definitely shooting that three-point jumper out of high school. He's a guy that could be a stretch four. Then the Joku's a very talented. And Trey Patterson's an all-around guy. He has to – you can't play a guy 6.8 minutes, and everybody's telling me, oh, every time he gets in there, he knows a look what? He hasn't got his time yet at all, and because of what Nova's probably promised, if these guys haven't entered the portal yet, Najoku, because everybody was thinking that, oh, Najoku and Patterson going to enter the portal. No, they're not going to enter the portal. And then he made me, they made me go to call the coaches. I'm already assuring, like, no, I already know how they feel, but if something new happened, you never know if something new is said. But now Philadelphia is built to succeed, but next year is – I can see some transfers coming to Villanova, no question. Now, because of how the game of basketball – I didn't – like the transfer portal, you got – I had an AAU coach, um, you know, big-time uh, Arkansas AAU coach, one of, the, one of the big guys out there. The big guy with the AAU, you know what I mean? But anyway – Talking to him, and he was like, "What you think, Lita? What you think? Um, what's going to be the end all, be all with this transfer portal?" I'm like, "It's like the NBA, NFL now. I mean, think y'all have to get used to this. I mean, in Arkansas, a couple of local, big time four star talents then left: Barry Dunning and Darian Ford. And you know, a lot of them people over there are like, oh man, what's the sense of people coming and and they home?" you know, commit, and then I got to leave. Either you're going to wait or you're going to leave because it's different now. You can, you can, it's like the NBA, NFL. You can assemble a team to win. You look at these teams, guys want to leave. They've this is successful. You know, you, you go get a shooting guard from, from Tennessee and a, you can go get a, a, a power forward that went hard in Harvard. And you might get a, um, what, uh, San Diego State might got a, a shooter you could put on your bench that's been playing three years. You can, I'm just, you can assemble a team of people who have already played. So you can get straight impact players, and then you can still get a good class. If you get your class to stay after the impact players, which usually have one year available most of the time, then you got some that got two. It's like free agency. It's really exciting. I think people got to calm down. I mean, Darian Ford, if he didn't want to stay, if Barry Dunning did not want to stay for Arkansas, they can leave. And then then the, the big thing about that is, is teams and programs that are going to get good because there's going to be so many people in the transfer portal that's going to want to get time, like Brian Antoine going to Radford or look at Monty Bates going to Eastern Michigan. Stuff like that can happen now because it's going to be guys that get in situations, got to transfer, got to leave, and they can go get an opportunity with anybody, Moorhead State, anybody. I'm just saying, like, any – it's going to be a lot of five-stars or four-stars who are going to commit to other schools. You know, California might get 
Some people that stand for might get some people they never got before. Like that's now you have to be a recruiter. Like now you have to be just like now you have to be a, like a more than a recruiter, like a general manager. You know, like Baker Baker don't even got general manager. Who the, the stuff you have to do? You can recruit players outside. Like you you, you can be recruiting. And it could be a guy in another program scoring 17 points a game. Say it could be Seton Hall, and you you looking at Seton Hall, and you 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 could probably be talking to this guy like, yo, you need to come over here with us and transfer. Like, <laughs> like I mean, you can have family talking to family. Man, come over here to Drake. Come play at Drake. <laughs> come play at Boston U with us. I mean, it could be anything. A program could change overnight. It's just, it's just more exciting now, and they're not going to stop that. And the NIL deals are here. It, it, it compensates people. It helps you get these. It's, it's it's not like the regular college no more. It is basically like the pros. It's like the pros before you get to the pros, and you'll learn about money now, more making money. Unbelievable. But, yeah, um, Zuby Edge of Four is going to be a guy that yeah, we'll see what happens. He gets to visit May 11th to the 13th is the visit. That's huge. That is huge. That is, that is uh, soon. So that is huge. We'll see where that goes with that. I think, um, you know, that could be a big signing. If they can get him on the squad, that would be different. Now, would he would he redshirt? Or oh, I mean, you you do need help at the power forward position. So, what 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 are we talking about now? It could just be Eric Dickinson, Eric Dixon, or Hakeem Hart starting at the four, and Zuby Edge of four, and 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 Trey Patterson getting time. They all getting time. You know, and and the college basketball is six eight two fifteen. You can play a little bit of the five if you can defend it. He's a good defender. He's athletic. He got long arms. He got length, so he can he can defend the five. But you wouldn't want to put him at the five as a as a normal center. No, you wouldn't want to do that. He had to gain more weight. But just in certain lineups, he could. But at the four position, this is something different here. Because now we look at Brandon Housing. Jordan Gino, I mean, who's going to get the time? It's going to be really something to see, but we know Longino's going to get the time. We know Housen's going to get time. We know Archie Diakono's going to get time. Then you got Trey Patterson and Nana Njoku. Now, if you get Zuby Ejiofor and tell him to, you tell him to redshirt, then it saves for the next year. You got a, a talented power forward coming. But this year, that's a little different because now, it ain't like it can't happen. You could play both of them at times, different lineups. Like that would be, if you could fit a 6'8", 215 power forward, Zuby Edgeford who's athletic and can impact immediately especially on defense. And Trey Patterson, another guy, I'm telling you, one soon Villanova's going to be like, oh, Trey Patterson, they're going to be loving him. Soon they're going to love Trey Patterson. Trey Patterson's a, a big-time talent. He just has not. It is unfair for people to give him this critique when he's averaged single-digit minutes, no matter if you got 10 minutes or not, once or twice. You average six single-digit minutes, and you mean to tell me this has been a judge? It's crazy. They're going to love Trey Patterson. They're going to love Nana Joku. 
Now, Grant Nelson, we don't know where that comes through. Naheem McLeod, like I said on Twitter, did say he's going to visit Villanova. So this is going to be something to look at. Um, as you can see, like I said before, even around you know the Hunter Dickinson thing, I'm like, when, when the Hunter Dickinson thing before it even happened, I definitely said they're looking for a big man. That they're looking for one in recruiting. Thomas Sorber uh, with the visit. They're looking for a big man. They're looking for one. They definitely want a big man. No question about it. So they're going to go heavy for the big man. So Thomas Sorber, yeah, I can see. But I, I like right now, if you're talking about right now, what's in tow, you can't say Thomas Sorber is going to commit to Nova with the fall in September. You know, and the teams that's on there, they ain't came through yet. But you go to Thomas Sorber and the visit, and it's a home visit. I, I hear he highly likes it. I'm trying to get this interview done. Um, Y'all know more about it. Jaden Glover and Christian Bliss, though, I mean, that's written in stone. Like, it's, But it's a lot of guys. If you say Sir Muhammad and Sorber, you can say Marcus Allen. Boogie Flan, like I said, out of all these recruits, very interesting because Boogie Flan was the he, he visited Villanova himself. Villanova, like he liked he he liked Villanova himself. You know, so very interesting, very interesting. So it's gonna be something to see the sixth ranked player in the nation. Ken Villanova pulled that off. Neptune's a different person. Like, like I said, the only reason why Wright didn't get a lot of the recruits, five-star recruits, real, or some of them left like Walker and then Quentin Lee, and, you know, Quentin Lee came back, but the Cam Reddish, because he didn't, the one-and-done thing, he was not doing. Neptune has that door open. You come to Neptune, it's Boogie Flan. That's a crazy... Because Mark Armstrong isn't leaving, so that's going to be a that's, – that's, that's an up and down. Like, so will Boogie Flan be cool with that, you know, looking at where he's at? And then you're looking at Boogie Flan. Would you put him at the, the, the two-guard to let uh, – or, or let Mark play the two-guard? Because Mark is a great score for Boogie Flan to be a point guard like they did Archie Diakono and Brunson. Is that going to be something they're going to accept? So I'm not going with Boogie. Too many questions. Same thing with Sorba. Like I said, he's getting, he's rising up the, the, the draft stocks. I mean, up the uh, recruiting. And it's going to be a lot of people going for that. And, you know, that, that visit, you know, you there, but it wasn't like one of the visits. It's like Boogie Flan, he visited. We like Villanova. But the stronger one is Bethia and William. The relationships they're building. The relationships they're building to get Glover and Bliss in there first, you know. Big. So... It's going to be something to see when these guys, like this 2024 class could be five. We're going to see how many scholarships they leave, but it's a lot of people. Remember, Moore, Dixon, Hart, Bomber. There's four guys we know right now out of here, gone. They're gone. So getting four commits is going to be huge, but getting a fifth one, yeah, that that's... Because if Mark Armstrong, this is going to be big. It's going to be a big year for Mark Armstrong. NBA scouts already are looking at this guy. So if he turns out to be good with this good team that Villanova's putting up, he could be a fifth guy. Could happen. 
could go to the pros. I mean, you're looking at the NBA potential of everybody as good as Justin Moore is, but Mark Armstrong might be the best talent NBA potential-wise out of everybody. He's just a point guard with explosion that can score, lead it to like he's, he can score from anywhere. He's like an explosive Damian Lillard type of player. I always say that he reminds me of how he can score, what he can do of a more explosive Damian Lillard. Villanova also had Danae Carter. Villanova Women's. Man, I tell you what, man. Coach Dillon makes women's recruiting exciting. I'm going to say this, man. Segrist is gone. You got Lucy Olsen. I mean, that that, that class, Anai Jones, Christina Doss. Um, they also got Kaylin Orahel. They also got Bella Ryan. The, those recruits that she's been bringing in here, I mean, looking like you watching, listen, it's like you watching like Saban or, or, or Jay Wright or, or you know, um, Krzyzewski or Calipari. I love good recruiting. I love good recruiting. Gonzaga's recruiting. Memphis, when they started recruiting, when they first started, they got good recruiting. They got good talents, man. Coach Dillon is good, man. Like, these girls are good. It's the type of girls you want to see ball. And so this class coming now was Anaya Jones and Lucy Olsen. And then you still got, uh, you know, uh, you got Anahi Lee Kali, a part of that class also. You got Megan Aubrey, another one coming in. And that's a four. We're talking about this this front court, right? Brooke Mullen, another talented guard. And she's gone with Maddie Segrist. Two talented guards on this team. But see, this team, while this team was good, they was deep. Look at the people that's left. Kylie Swider, you got that? You got her coming in. That's Cole Swider. You know, she got the, <laughs> just like them Curries. So, Kylie Swider, I cannot wait to see her play. That's another weapon they have in there. They ain't even really got unleashed like it's going to be unleashed. 6'4". Six, 6'4". Four. Six, four. Abigail. Now, if I say the name wrong, Jajidi. Now, you seen this girl's film. The game she played in. How she, be, how she plays on both ends of the floor. Now, this is the one I'm excited about. This is what I'm excited about. I'm also excited about they recruit Madison Francis out of 2025 class. Top 10 girl. I admit, if she gets her, that's crazy. Like, she does great recruiting. Coaching does great recruiting. Maddie Burke will be another one playing. Bella Ryan at the guard position. Listen, another New Jersey prospect that nobody's even, like, these weapons ain't been unleashed yet. All right, then you have Sanai Jones. Now, her and Lucy Olsen, when I saw that class they recruited, these were the two girls I was just like, killers, straight killers, smart players, a New Jersey and Pennsylvania prospect. Olsen being from Collegeville, Jersey City, Sanai Jones. Then you got Kaylin Oriel, another, another top one of the elite women prospects coming out of Newtown, Archbishop Wood. Christina Dawson, I was just like, listen, 
when they got her, I said, that's a game changer. When she started playing, it's going to be a different Villanova. When she started getting that time, it's going to be a different Villanova. She played this past year. It was a different Villanova. She got more time. The time, like, she really impacted. The team became different. All right. Then those forwards, Megan Aubrey's with Danae Carter playing forward. She's a double-double threat. She's a Philadelphia prospect. That's a good replacement. I mean, nobody can replace Maddie Segrist, but that's a good commit to replace that position, somebody productive, because she can be an all-first-teamer. I mean, this girl's going to be good. This was a very good transfer. And then you've got who's coming in this class. Um, you got Maddie Weber and Brent McCurry coming in. Brent McCurry, I mean, the size, this team's going to be deep. Uh, Maddie Weber's a winner. She's a special player. You bringing her in, I mean, just like that. Well, Matt, and it comes in just in time. Maddie Seagrass is leaving. They have a 2020, um, two 2024 girls. I mean, Danny Cesaretti and Jasmine Basco. I mean, Basco is a beast. Like, this, this girl team is going to be good. And you can just see a lot of things happening. I mean, she really knows talent. She knows how to coach who she gets. And that's a big thing. You, get, you can't just you can't get recruits, which I think Calipari does, you know, and sometimes I think uh, half the time you get recruits because of their, how, you know, how talented they are, well, where they rate, where they rank at. Instead of getting the guys that you can coach, what are you supposed to coach? It's crazy. Um, Anthony Hawkins committed to Villanova. Big, big commitment. Um, Anthony Hawkins. I'm going to talk more about it on the next podcast, but Anthony Hawkins, man. More about Danae Carter and more about Anthony Hawkins. Listen, 6'3", big-time talent. It reminds me that Elijah Trent, and I didn't even think Elijah Trent was going to play cornerback if I was going to play receiver. But um, we're going to definitely talk about that because I want to talk more about the uh, the girls' team, and I want to talk more about a football team. So, but now we talk about Villanova and their recruiting. And right now, it's just a lot, a lot is going on. It was just as busy as it was last year. It's just that, he, you know, Neptune came on late. Then you got Ashley Howard down with the, with the squad, you know, coming up soon. He'll be down with them. And when he's down with them, it's really going to turn to a whole different league. I mean, ever since last, when Neptune was first called coach, then he started doing these offers, keeping Villanova active. Everything is the Neptune effect. It was the plan. He kept Villanova active. So that was big. Um, tonight, Sixers look good. Sixers look good, man. I mean... Now, I'm mean, making my judgments, making my calls about, you know, I mean, they had two bad, bad games. Two and three was horrible. And then you go to four and five, how they are. This is just what the Sixers have been doing all year. They keep you within 10 points, maybe 12. But if you were within 10, they got you. It's going to be hard to beat them in seven games if they keep on keeping you close. All right? Then you got... James Harden, 17, 8, and 10. 
Harris did what he was supposed to do. 16 points, but 11 rebounds. That's even better. Need those rebounds from the four spot. Maxie did what he's supposed to do. I mean, he's been off a couple of games. Here he comes. When the Sixers four guys are productive against any, when they are good at their best against anybody that's at their best, they're better than anybody in the league. They can play elite defense. They got the MVP. Possibly, arguably, the best player in the league right now. The most dominant player in the league is Joel Embiid. You can call who you want the best, but the most dominant player is Joel Embiid. P.J. Tucker is a, is a madman out there on defense. And then, Daniel House. Everybody forgets about this. He, he got players on the bench he can put. Harrell and House have both played in playoff games. He put Harrell in the last couple of games. He scored in double figures. Harrell can do that easy. It's the defense part that's bothering but you can put him in there as the post guy, a guy that can, you know, get some fouls, get knocked around, you know. They can put him in there. He's deep in the bench, and they can put him in there. Him and House, without even they took McDaniels, ain't been playing good, they put House right in there. If they need another power forward, they'll put Harrell in there. They got the perfect team to win it all. They got the leader in assists, the leader in scoring. They got it. A young star. They got a young star. They got a um. What you can't say, KG vet. I mean, a, a productive veteran. I mean, Tobias Harris was the best player on a lot of his team. The Orlando Clippers before he came to Philly. That's why he was looked at as that type of player. And he's playing like the player they paid 180 million for it now. Like he's this is his best playoffs. And he's got better and better in the playoffs. Last playoffs to play good. This playoffs, he's... And the thing about that, he don't have to, you know, work so hard. He had to work so hard. I mean, you got Harden. Harden has 17 so easy. Wow, wow. MB and... And, and Maxie had big games, like really dominated. Harden had an easy 17, 8, and 10, and two double-doubles, 16, and 11. They, they, they had a – this is the, the the most – the best game they did all season. I'm talking about most complete game. Defense, they shut them down. It wasn't like that they were just missing shots. They, you know, they, they were getting shut down. They were in their face. It wasn't like just open good shots. They weren't taking good shots. They were always in their face. This was it. This was the game – the last game lets you know that Philly is not going nowhere. They're, they're not dying. They're, they're going to go to war with you. But now, with that type of game, Philly is starting to see this. You know, one thing that um I heard Reggie Miller say, or um, no, I think it was inside the NBA. It was like I think he didn't know how to play Maxi with Harden. He knows now. Well, I think a lot of the players didn't even know each other, and they're starting to figure out each other. You know, uh, Rivers is figuring out everybody, especially when you you got you know what you got on your team, and you can do anything you want. You want to shoot, you can shoot. You want to post, you can post. You want to you know slow it down, you can do. And you got you know. So now it's time 
to, you know, operate. They got everything you need. The best scorer, the best passer, elite defensive team, best three-point shooting team. <laughs> you got everything you need around Embiid now. You got the best three-point shooting team in the league. Embiid should – it should be easy to win this championship. Of course, it's going to be a battle, but they should be the number one team on who they are. Got a championship coach, Hall of Fame, two Hall of Fame players. Could be another young future Hall of Fame man, Tyrese Maxey. This team could win two in a row. They could win two championships in a row. And I believe they should go for, if they're going to get rid of somebody, they should go for Draymond Green. I think they should. So I'm out of here, y'all. Um, it's over radio. A little bit of Sixer news. Um, Phillies won. You know that the Eagles are doing their thing, and the Flyers had the number seven pick overall. So I'm out, y'all. Time to leave it.